The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever been suffered about being worried sick about a loved one? Have you ever been so intuitively keyed in to someone near you, a child, a parent who you were taking care of, that you literally carried their pain in your body? If you've ever had mother's intuition, father's intuition, or been a ch- had a child who was very, very intuitive, today is your day because we're going to talk about mother's, father's, mother's intuition, father's intuition, and children's intuition. In today's world, it's very common to see people carry the stigmata of overcaring. We see these kids who are very porous or sensitive who tend to be the sensitive one in the playground carrying other people's suffering and they often get bullied. They may be the sensitive one in the family always attending to people's care pain. And then when they get older, they tend to be very mothering, very caring, and told they're too sensitive. Often they then carry the stigmata of overcaring and oversensitivity. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how the sensitive child is that sensitive mother, that sensitive father, that sensitive person. And we can learn to use mind, body, and medical intuition to keep the intuition, whoever we are, whether a child, mother or father, an owner of a cat, a dog, or even a guppy, but minimizes, minimizes suffering over overcaring. We're taking your calls toll-free, U.S. and Canada, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. But remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. East Coast time. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at, again, 4 p.m. Central time, 5 p.m. East Coast time. We all know the classic child who tends to be intuitive, the classic mother or parent who tends to be sensitive or intuitive, 
is kind of nervous and edgy because they're like a satellite dish picking up other people's pain and suffering. Whether it's that child on the playground who's overly caring about the pain and suffering in the world, often they tend to get picked on by the tough kids, the kids who seem to have a strong, strong boundary around them. Kids who later grow up to become adults and parents, or maybe owners of animals, tend to be very porous, sensitive, sometimes even social phobic, because they seem to be so attuned to hearing at a distance the inner voice of someone's suffering, the inner look of someone's pain, that being close to someone in a crowd, it's like loud talking, intense looks that they can't handle the social stimulus. It's too difficult. So the intuitive child is often the nervous child and often is misunderstood. And similarly, in a family, they are the one that's too sensitive, too anxious. Often people call them the indigo child, which makes me nervous, makes me anxious, because, you know, who has to be purple to be intuitive, for God's sakes? I don't understand why purple and velvet is about intuition. Often the kid may be, have a skin condition, have a digestive problem, even have a weight problem. Often these kids may have ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, digestive allergies. And in fact, many of them may be, and I hate this phrase again, sensory sensory processing problems. What is sensory processing anyway? We have five basic senses. Vision, hearing, body sense, smell and taste. And similarly, we have five intuitive senses, clairvoyance for seeing, clairaudience for hearing, for feeling body sense, clairsentience, clairsmell and taste. So for kids who are somewhat phobic and stay away or stay isolated, the vision area in their brain turns up the volume at a distance become clairaudient. They hear sounds in people's heads very loudly. I was always told I was too sensitive and I would never get in life, go anywhere in life, by the guidance council. Can you imagine we used to go to the guidance council? They used to give us guidance. Because I would feel people's thoughts. I could hear them. And the look on someone's face was extremely intense, it was painful. Similarly, people can smell when it's a bad deal, intuitive business people, and they get a bad taste in their mouth when their child is going on on a date with someone who's dangerous. Often, they may have dull taste buds from sinusitis, an immune system problem, or adults smell but the intuitive sense gets turned way up 
So you see, sensory processing problem. We may have problems with dealing with our senses on Earth with the masses, but our senses intuitively get turned up. That's children's intuition, which then we get older and we become mother's intuitive in intuition and father's intuition, and also owners for parent children of uh, pets. And then as our parents get older and we may have to take care of them, we intuitively get keyed into them and their pain and their suffering. There was a study done by a guy named Salvador Mnuchin, and he said that in every family there is the sensitive one. He could have said intuitive one, the child's intuitive, the intuitive child. It seemed like that child, their body, tended to get digestive problems, tended to have problems with cortisol, adrenal gland. Everyone says, they have adrenal gland fatigue, adrenal gland fatigue. My point is, and yes, I have one, why do our adrenal glands get fatigued? Because our intuition and stucking, uh, intuition and caring gets stuck on. We don't know how to turn it off. And so our hypersensitivity, our hyperintuitive nature goes down to our adrenal gland. Our adrenal gland takes whatever body fat we do have via DHEA, via pregnenolone, I know it's a mouthful, via progesterone, but if you want to impress somebody at a cocktail party, you go, you know, I overcare, I was an intuitive child, and then I converted my fat to a DHEA, to pregnenolone, to progesterone, and as a result, ipso facto, I got cortisol, and the cortisol went to my pancreas, and it messed up my insulin, and thereby, I ended up having weight problems as a child. I was an intuitive child. The drama of the gifted intuitive child and that's why i became a social worker albeit an intuitive one and now that my parents are in pain and suffering i am constantly intuitively keyed into them is this you because salvador Mnuchin said that they took these these children who had either weight diabetes ibs ulcerative colitis and so on in some eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia. He put them in a room and he told people to stop it. Stop talking about their problem. And he thought people would get better. They'd stop having stomach problems. They'd stop having weight problems and so on just by people stop talking about it. But does intuition go away by stopping hearing and seeing and feeling and smelling the problem? Hell no, because we have sensory processing problems. Our intuition will help us process the information and the stress that people have around us, we'll carry it for them. I'll save you now. We'll carry our anxiety about them, their suffering, and we carry their anxiety that they don't feel it anymore because they're not talking about it. So we have cortisol for two, theirs and ours. Or maybe the whole fan family, four or five people, will carry all of their cortisol or a good part of it. And the cortisol will go to our adrenal gland and all those hormones, which you now know by heart. It will either mess up our insulin and mess up our weight or go to our immune system and either cause us to be immunocompromised and get Epstein-Barr, you got your chronic fatigue, Lyme, or get autoimmune problems like lupus, Graves' disease, Hashimoto's, Sjogren's, rheumatoid arthritis, and so on and so on allergies, 
asthma, asthma, and so on. And then, of course, the adrenal gland also produces epinephrine, which makes things spasm, spasm, spasm. And, of course, then you get anxious. And they say that that sensitive kid, the intuitive kid, is anxious and panicky because they have sensory processing problems. They don't have problems processing sensory, sensory information. They sense it too well. They are the intuitive child who becomes the intuitive mother or father. We can learn how to do handle these being an intuitive savant, whether it's a child, then a mother, a father, and so on, and handle sometimes the health issues that go along with it. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about children's intuition, mothers' and fathers' intuition. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my latest books with Louise Hay, all as well as Heal Your Mind, or my, my upcoming book with Hay House, Mystical Molecules, which is still in its editing phase. I know you're sick of hearing it, and I can't tell you. It's like one of these things. It's like being pregnant for five years. Unbelievable. They're going to come at me with the forceps. If we're doing live readings today, if you want to get through, you can call 816-251-3555, I'll go to line one. Maria, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you so much. It's been a long time since I've talked to you since you're at Hay House. Um, I'm checking out. <laughs> Glad to hear you're doing okay, too. I'm trying to figure out, please. I was just diagnosed with high calcium, um, my heart rate arrhythmia. All right. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. High calcium, heart rate. That's interesting. The first thing I see when I do your reading is I see a problem in a family. Calcium as bones, bones, joints, blood, this be family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. You are a person that you tend to see everything as sunny, but then you put a blind eye to the difficult. You're like the ostrich burying their head in the sand. I see you may actually minimize this person's problems, but your body doesn't. You know it in your bones that there's a problem in this relationship, even if you try to say it isn't. There's someone in your life who you're trying to keep the relationship together. They're distant, removed, aloof. You're trying to have a relationship with this person and something stands in the way. You've been pained about this in the past, even depressed about this in the past, and you've tried to talk about it and you've convinced, convinced yourself it's better than it used to be. However, Maria, Maria, 46, the problem is buried, and you know it in your bones. Who do you live with, Maria? Um, my Right now, my siblings. My mother just passed away recently, so it was the four of us. I actually Who don't see anything much. Who did you live with before? <laughs> the same people. We 
So with my dad at that time before we moved. Wait a minute. Who was uh, the last person? Did you? What was the last significant other you had? I don't. I don't see people. I've been sick and having health issues for over 25 years, so I pushed okay. everybody away. So right now, it's your. Who are you living with? Your siblings. My siblings. There was one kind of not. It wasn't a relationship. We were helping each other. Who um, was that? Maybe that. It was just some guy that I met about more than four years ago. Some guy four years ago. Yeah. He's got a lot of help. help wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say helping him, what do you mean? Um, I initially was just trying to get him to sign up for medical care and then I found out he was an addict and was having mental health issues and family issues and was just trying to give him like spiritual help and Hay House kind of help and just guide and direct him. And then I wouldn't I'm let him call, really. I'm, in. I'm going to call him Bobo. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to laugh at him. I laugh at this. Thanks situation. for that laugh. <laughs> you that. So you took a maiden voyage into your relationship, which is great. You try to balance family for a center with a relationship on another hand. And then the third end, balance another bull, with trying to be responsible and trying to work with him. Mm -hmm. But you realize when you try to have some relationship with this guy in whatever category, mm -hmm. he already had a lover. Who was his other lover? His pain. No. His addiction. That's it. It is said... When someone mm -hmm. is addicted to something, mm -hmm. it it parasites the areas in their brain for relationship, for work, for family. They literally can't think about work. They can't think about family. They can't think about kids or money anymore. It hijacks those circuits. So they're, all they think about is alcohol, 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 alcohol. You're like, how about a hay house? How about spirituality? All they can hear is alcohol, 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 alcohol. There's a famous song that I played during my seven-day class, which is coming up. Mm -hmm. It's Carmen Barrera. And it's this very funny song. It goes, dun, 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 dun. It's just this chant. It's a chant. Bum, 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 bum. And it goes on and on. It's just four notes over and over again. And that's all they hear is got to get alcohol, got to get alcohol, got to get alcohol. That's all they hear in their head. And every once in a while, you'll squeeze in a note. How about meditation? Got to get alcohol. <laughs> that's all they'll hear. And yeah. what ends up happening is you have, thirds, you have problems with self-esteem, self-worth. And you'll think, because they can't hear you, you can't get your idea in edgewise that you're not lovable because you have flawed self-esteem because of your health. When that's not the case. The case is their brain has been addled by substances. Just like a sponge that's saturated with fluid, when they use alcohol, in fact. A brain mm -hmm. that's saturated with alcohol, if you try to use it to sop up milk, it won't. Because it's already saturated with another fluid. Do you understand? 
I look at your head. Yeah, don't agree with everything though. And um, but she did Why? get clean. She did get clean for several years. Um, wait, then, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Was he with clean when he was with you? Yeah. He got clean when I was, he was around me. And then I never, I knew there was issues already inherently. I needed some minute, help. Wait, and a I, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was clean with you. Mm-hmm. He got clean because I wouldn't tolerate that. And okay, I, wait a minute, hold, I, wait a minute. Hold on a second. That's perfect. I love it when the game plan comes together. Client states he got clean, comma, because he knew, comma, that I wouldn't tolerate it. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. minute. And you say it with pride, yeah. right? No, I say that as a fact. because Wait, I, wait a minute. That's yeah. right. I get it. I understand it. However, mm-hmm. in AA, is that a lasting reason that getting free from substance use will work? No. Not at all. Perfect. That's why, Maria, you can get better from your health problems. Why won't that be a lasting solution? Because he can always say, look what I did for you. I got off of alcohol for you, comma. So the least you can do is this. It's fee for service. Do you get it? It's a trap. A person can only get off of alcohol and become clean and the word is sober to become a better person and then they go and make amends for all the other relationships they messed up it's like teaching a kid don't lie because i told you so don't let me catch you it it teaches classic morality it doesn't teach post-conventional morality it doesn't teach them to do it to not lie or cheat or steal because it's the right thing to do. So he never learned really authentically what you were trying to teach him because he only learned in his mind an, uh, an erratic reason and why not to use substances, which mm-hmm. is to clean out his brain so he could be available for a relationship. It's the reason why court-ordered Substance abuse 12 step program or um, aggression treatment, you know, uh, anger management doesn't work. If it's court ordered, it doesn't work. If it's mm-hmm. partner ordered, it doesn't work because it doesn't. The person has to do it for another reason because it will make them a better person. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Now do you get it? Oh, I, I understood that all the time. And that's why I severed the relationship pretty much. And then there were, my mom died, then... Okay, forget about... So I look at your head? Yeah. I see problems with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. I see melancholy and sadness. Fifth center, I see something different in your fifth center. I can't figure out if it's thyroid or some other organ in there. You have to be very careful. I see increased susceptibility over time, over time, of having problems with your teeth, your enamel. I look at your heart. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I look at your heart. 
I wonder if your heart is faster. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, or rectal areas. I wonder if it feels like nausea, heartburn, or some other kind of acidy feeling in your esophagus. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I see a problem in the past in your pelvis. I see a red dotted pattern in your cervical vaginal urethral area as well as your urine. I wonder if you actually run calcium in your urine as well. I see capacity for having decreased bone density, decreased height. I wonder if you have a capacity to make antibodies against an organ in your body that regulates calcium that's located in your neck. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Thank you. I, uh, my thyroid numbers were really high recently, but not the antibodies. Then my sinus arrhythmia was caught to be offbeat, but now they're considering it was close to normal. Last week it went too low, and I caught it. I started having symptoms. Um, I have stomach lining. Um, leaky gut and inflammation how, right now. How high was your calcium? Um, if your calcium was very high and you had a heart rhythm problem and a digestive problem and your emotions were difficult, you need to go to an endocrinologist to find out if you have a problem with your parathyroid hormone. I did a while ago, and they just wanted to try me on some hormones, but they don't look at the numbers as a problem until the antibodies are also affected. Okay, so I want you to know that it, because you could over time lose bone density, you could lose mm-hmm. your teeth, you could have an arrhythmia, heartburn, and every other symptom you're describing. Yeah. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you so much. We will go okay. to line yeah. two. Kathy, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Oh, hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. How are you? We have a minute and a half before we go to break. I just want you to know that. So I'm going to cut you off, and then we'll come back to you. How can I be of help? Um, I'm just calling uh, to talk about um, my recent development of pretty serious allergies uh, for the first time. The first thing I, I see is you're a very sensitive person, and you are in the epitome of what we call the intuitive child that becomes the, mo- the mother's intuition. I see yeah. someone near you who's very stressed. Sure. They have some kind of health problem. I want you to come back, okay? Okay. There, there's my music. You know what that means. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you can find out if you were the intuitive child that's become mother's and father's intuition. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Melissa. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back 
to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to intuitive children, intuitive mothers, intuitive fathers, intuitive people. We've learned that developing your mind and brain in your family can make you intuitive. You might be born with a unique mindset that makes your senses, vision, hearing, body, sense, smell, and taste, my, some people call it sensory processing. I call it sensitive senses that then make you intuitive, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, clairsmell and taste. You're intuitively sensitive. You're the intuitive child. Then you grow up and become the intuitive mother, the intuitive father, the intuitive parent of a a pet, intuitive teacher, intuitive doctor, nurse, lawyer. You become the intuitive who takes care of people because you care. This may have health effects, which you can learn, learn to keep the intuition, but manage the symptoms. In fact, you can use the symptoms in your body to actually know when you're intuitively picking something up. We'll go back to Kathy. Are you there? I'm here. You can hear me. I can hear you. Can you Good. hear me? Yes. I saw someone in your life who's not doing well. I can't mm-hmm. figure out if they're suffering. <sighs> if they have heart symptoms. Oh, my God. And then when I said that, there was a loud thunderclap outside. Did you hear that? Oh, oh my oh, God. Dear. And you've got to understand, I have lightning. Oh. I have rods in my spine. Mm-hmm. You see, you must have been in a family where you were the sensitive one. Yeah. In my family, when my father lost his job and my mother, well, she got agitated. I will just say, in my, remember, my memory, she started screaming. He lost his job. My mother started screaming. My spine curved 120 degrees, like that mm. thunderclap. And I got an enlarged heart and decreased pulmonary capacity. I had to go in the hospital. They said or I would have died because I, my heart was not working as well, and neither was my lungs. So we are like lightning rods. We pick up the emotions of those around us. And literally, I am a lightning rod. And worse yet. That sounds really familiar. I know it is. That's why I'm telling you. Which is why when I said started talking about that, all of a sudden, <laughs> literally, mm-hmm. and also, you end up becoming also a scapegoat. Yeah. Because when people are arguing around you, all of a sudden they look at you and go, and you! <laughs> <laughs> You're the cause of this! <laughs> so this person is not well. They either have cardiac symptoms, or they're upset at work, or they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. And and then they're looking around and go, and you! <laughs> <laughs> and you absorb it. And you know they got a good heart, mm-hmm. but they have yeah. conflicts. And there are anger, sparks, and unfortunately it catches fire on you. Yeah. Who is this person? I hate to say, um, but I think it might be my son. 
That's okay. Yeah. You see what the problem like, is with this? A, no, 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 no. Listen, I hate, I want you to hear this. Okay. This is important. You say, I hate to say it's my son. Do you love your son? Very much. Okay. So that's the problem. You love someone who is painting you. Yeah. So most, most mothers and fathers will not admit that the person that they love is being a pain. And they have trouble being angry with someone that they love because those are two ambivalent emotions. So they'll keep the love and deep sex the anger. Mm-hmm. And they'll absorb that kid's anger and go, you know, like if you watch my big fat Greek wedding, they'll go mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, distract, throw a shiny object over there. Or they'll say, he's not angry, he's fearful. And unfortunately, that doesn't help. And people who are nervous sometimes avoid someone who's anger, angry mm-hmm. by trying to placate them and overgive. And they end up being overly indulgent. What's going on with your son? Um, he's going through a divorce right now and a separation at least and probably... Um, will lead to divorce and he's got problems at work no that's 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 pretty good going very well pretty much but he does work very hard he's he he kind of really does uh, over schedule himself at work a little um, but but that he loves it he loves work I know that his father what kind of health problems does he have my son's father Yes. Uh, he has heart problems right now. He's okay. Having... This is the point. Is his father your husband? Was. We're, we're divorced. Divorced. And when your, fa- his, when your husband was with... Jesus, mother of God. When, you're, <laughs> when you were together with his father, uh-huh. what was he like? Um, he was a kind of a perfectionist. And very quiet type. And why did you divorce his father? Um, right. Why did we divorce? Yeah. Um, it was strange in a way because I wanted to stay together, but we weren't very suited. We kind of had a lot of trouble with power issues, you know, um, I think was the main problem. And I didn't want to get divorced. He wanted to be um, separated and divorced because he thought that was best for the family and the children. And I, I was the opposite. I wanted to stay together to to keep the family together. Ow. Let me go next so, to your physical body. I look at your head. I see a pressure in your head. It's part vascular. Mm -hmm. You'll think that's upper respiratory tract infection or allergy, but it's Mm -hmm. part vascular. It feels like it's a vice around your head. Mm -hmm. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid, I look at your heart. At times it feels like a pressure in your chest, it's hard to take a deep breath. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have to be careful about that. Once again, I wonder if you think that's upper respiratory tract infection or allergy, but you have the broken heart syndrome mm. where your heart was broken by your ex-husband and now you're seeing it again with your son. <laughs> Gosh, I don't, that's exactly right. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I just see some problems with blood sugar, metabolism, but that's not the primary problem. You might try to fool around with diet and digestion, eliminate milk and wheat, but you're barking up the wrong bush or tree. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I see fatigue, dragginess, this nameless fatigue. How do weariness. you do this? How do I do it? Like, how do you, it's incredible. How do you do it? Accurate. What was wrong with you growing up? Stop it. Stop um, saying this is about me. Did you do this as a child? Did I do this as a child? Listen, when I was in the hospital flat on my back during that surgery, I couldn't uh -huh. get up. I, had, I was on a striker frame. There were four of us in a room. It was survival, just like you and your family growing up. So right. I was bored. Right. They gave us all this candy, and when we were bored, we didn't want to eat it, so we threw it at each other. But we couldn't. We wanted to hit each other, you know, like at the other kids in the room. So it was no. We we lost points when we hit the other kids in the head. So we can only hit the other kids in the room, in the other beds below the, the, the neck. So intuitively, we honed our intuition by throwing jelly beans at each other and just knowing how to hit them. You understand all of us are flat on our back. We're in striker frames. We had our spines fused. Mm. Mm. So we developed clairvoyance out of necessity. We were bored. Mm. But also we had a health problem. Mm -hmm. Necessity is the mother of invention. And so is intuition. If right. there's a problem in your family, you develop intuition to preempt it. You think someone's going to get you, someone's going to get mad at you. You try to find out ahead of time. So you either clean the house, feed them, mm -hmm. or try to be nice before they come home so that they won't get mad at you. Right. Is that right? Yep. And I that's was, what happened here. Yeah, I was the one doing that as a child. I was cleaning the house. and I cleaned and everything since the age of eight. I mm -hmm. cleaned, cooked. I used to use one of those waxes, you know, the do wheels. Mm -hmm. I used to strip and wax the floor. I even made um, Julia Child French pastry. I learned how to make mixed drinks at age eight. That should tell you what was going on in my house. Uh -huh. Martinis, Manhattans. Yeah. My point is, you're like, wow, what went on in that house? We'll say no more. The point of the no, matter I, is. I totally understand. My, so my, my point is, is that what happens is you better go to a cardiologist, a female cardiologist, okay. and get not just a stress test because it won't be picked up. You better make sure you don't have Takayabu or some kind of stress-induced sympathetic parasympathetic problem called Takayabu cardiomyopathy. 
You're calling it respiratory. You could call it allergies. You could call it whatever you are, but you could be having wall motion problem in your heart. It's the anatomy of heartache. Do you get it? Yes, I, I understand. I, I've always kind of suspected that was going on. Well, hello, you intuitively, but let's call it something else because you have down here something else. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's because I always right. put myself last. I know, you know, you can't do that you, because you, you got heartbroken about your ex-husband and now you're worried about your son. Mm-hmm. You get it? That's what I do, yes. You're going to run, don't, no, you're going to walk and you're going to call. Right. A woman's heart specialist. Good luck, okay? Okay. I love you more you. than my luggage. Thank you for listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Okay. <laughs> You take, take it easy. Okay. We will go to line three. Chris, 62, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Oh, thank you, Dr. Mona Lisa, for taking my call. Um, I struggle with, you, you'll probably see, <laughs> a lack of focus and um, depression. Wait, hold on. Let's show you something. Okay. okay. You have your typical brain. I have a friend I call. She's probably like me. She has the patience of a gnat. <laughs> because her mind goes so fast that when you try to explain something to some, her, she's already finished with the sentence she's shined to something else. So she tends to go after something in the world and not see the impact of her behavior on others. They used to call this hyperactive. I would say, in Looney Tunes, just to call it Speedy Gonzalez. Your mind works so quickly that you have trouble focusing and paying attention at the speed of everybody else. On the other hand, you tend to meet other people who are much more slower. People call it grounded. Slower more ethereal, not ethereal, just the opposite, more um, the tires go round and round. They go much slower and more methodical. That's it, methodical. And they frustrate you and you get aggravated. But there's something about them that you end up meeting with them. And first you're attracted and then you both drive each other crazy. Somehow, in groups of people, especially vocation and careers, you have trouble because your unique gifts aren't appreciated and they don't understand your unique mindset. Chris, what did you do for a living? Well, probably the most, I've had many jobs over the years, but probably the most recent training um, and instructional design, creating training materials, giving training, whether it be online. Before that, it was human resources. Before that, I was in IT as so a programmer. You've skipped, no, no, blah, blah, blah. You've skipped around a lot. Absolutely. So you have ricochet rabbit using Absolutely. the comic strict. So it's hard yeah. for you to have sustained attention. Absolutely. So when you work underneath somebody or with somebody, um, and they're trying to explain something to you or you're trying to explain to them. Either you go too fast 
or they get imp- they get aggravated because they can't follow your train of thought or something to that degree. Is that correct? Yes. So I have Is to write like, everything down. Why do you have to write everything down? I think I, it helps me to follow if I stay intent or focused on the writing of it, maybe. Because it slows you down. Because if you have to it write does. it down, you're putting it on planet Earth. Oh, you're but right. If you think it, it goes at the speed of sound. Yeah, the speed it's of gone. light. The yeah. speed of light. If you say it, it goes at the speed of sound. And if you write it, it goes at the speed of earth, of a tire. The speed yeah. of, um, round and round. The tires go round and round. So my <laughs> point is, is that's one of the reasons why you have trouble working with people. And so you need to learn how to work in captivity. Because much of your problems is third center. Self-esteem, responsibility. You can work with somebody who is called fast forward. It teaches a person how to change their brain wiring for learning, memory, plasticity. Because in many ways, though it looks like you're speedy, it's not flexible. You can go fast but not slow. My spine, when it was fused when I was young, once I got to my 40s, I could only do one way of walking. It was very, very fast or lie down. And that is not a healthy spine. Do you understand? Because it was not a healthy cadence. Now I can walk and stand, walk fast and slow. That's healthy. You go super fast because it's a problem with your brain arousal and your thinking. Are you following me? Yeah. And in fact, they've actually showed that. They've showed that people with your kind of brain, they have problems with dopamine and norepinephrine. That in fact, you're going fast and fast and fast. You are actually self-stimulating your brain to produce norepinephrine like you're creating inner Ritalin so that it helps you focus. By going fast, it helps you focus. Yeah. Do you understand? You write it down so you can create an order that other people can follow you. That's exactly. That's the best you can do. But yeah. really, you're self-stimulating so you can focus and you're increasing riddling. Gotcha. So you might want to talk to someone about using supplements like DHA, 1,000 milligrams, three times a day, acetyl-L-carnitine, 500 milligrams, two or three times a day, they might really help. Sammy, if you're not using anything else with serotonin, 400 milligrams, two, three, or four times a day on an empty stomach if you don't have bipolar disorder and you don't have GI tract problems. That can help you with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. If you don't have hypertension, Siberian ginseng, all of these things you talk to a doctor about. Siberian ginseng, 625 milligrams a day. It has dopamine. But I add that kids with ADHD, they have different frontal lobes. They have a problem with a filter. It's called a frontal executive function. And as a result of the lack of filter, they don't censor away intuition. And so most of us, I don't include me in that, we develop frontal lobes as we get older 
to block out intuition so we can, you know, fit into society and we don't blurt out what we intuitively sense. Kids with ADD who then become adults, mothers intuitive, they spit out what they know intuitively, whether they like it or not, or it comes into their body as medical intuition. Suffice it to say, people with ADHD have unbridled intuition. And that would be you. But you might act it out by knocking things over, becoming more distractible, and so on and so on. And actually end up having muscle tension because ADHD people are very hyper and they have all this frenetic energy, including accidents. Are you following me? Yeah. That is extremely important. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you so we'll much, do, Dr. Marley. We'll do, not a problem. We'll do one last quick reading. We'll go to Hugh, 55. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Yeah, hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. I have a sub-acute combined degeneration of the spine uh, caused by a severe uh, Vitamin B12, B12 deficiency. I have yes. to ask this question. When I look at you, there are only a couple of reasons why a person would have B12 deficiency. One, that they had very difficult diet. Or two, that their GI tract, the lining of it, was changed over time, that they lost intrinsic factor and made it hard for them to absorb B12. Which was it? No, it was neither of those. Why didn't you get no, enough I, B12? I used inhalants that, uh, with nitrous oxide that caused me to have this deficiency. Otherwise, the re yeah, the rest of my... Uh, all my uh, vitals and everything uh, are per like my my typical blood pressure is 112 over 67. No, so. forget about the vitals. Forget about the vitals. Okay. I'm not talking about the um, blood pressure. Okay, sure. So you use nitric oxide? Yeah. Recreationally. Recreationally, yeah. I get it. Did you use alcohol? Um, not much. I don't drink very much. But did you? A little bit. Um, is it better now? Well, I, I just, I have um, my, yeah, I, I have a little, very little use of my hands. Okay, this and, is the um, why I, I say this. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because I notice I hear, and so do the people in the audience, your wife being a prosthetic, <laughs> she's providing signing for you in the background. What would you say in here? Often, often partners provide intuitively parts of us that don't work really well. So she's answering questions for you. So though you think your primary problem is subacute combined degeneration of your spine, I yeah. notice that she's providing not support for your spine, but answering questions. So what happened to you isn't just your spine that was affected with B12. What happened to uh -huh. you must have affected your capacity for a smooth and quick response not just your spine. Do you understand? Okay. Yeah. Because otherwise, your wife would not be providing a source of intuition. 
because when I ask you a question, she is actually showing mother's intuition. She is intuitively keying in to your needs and providing the answer because she can feel your need. Do you see that? Yeah. She's actually my ex-wife, and I came back to live with her so she could help me recover. Well, there you go. So this is one of those readings that cannot be done in the last minute of the show. My point is she actually does show the point of this radio show, which is children's intuition, mother's, father's intuition. Basically, we mother or father people use our intuition to pick up their pain. And it's clear that she's preempting any pain or embarrassment for you if in the event you couldn't answer the question fast enough on the radio. What's her name? What's her name? Betsy. Betsy. She's a doctor too. Betsy Betsy is a sweet pea lamb of the earth. Betsy, take a victory lap. She was lucky to have you. Thank you. Um, but you have to be well, we, careful. Yeah, what we wanted to know is what uh, they want me to take B12 and B1. Well, the thing is, is what I'm trying to tell what I'm trying to tell you is your yeah. problem isn't just limited to B12. That you keep talking, focusing on B12 and your spine, when it's clear that there are a variety of things that have happened that have not just been focused to your spine. And it's in the phrase yeah. of subacute combined degeneration that several things have been injured. However, I might add, you can go to a physical therapist and evaluate your spine, but you can also go to a neuropsychologist and evaluate your cognition. And plasticity can help you repair both. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.